Painted Arrow podcast, committed to taking you beyond the pursuit. I just went to a consultation to get my wisdom teeth removed, and um, they like you know take a two D X ray of your face, mm-hmm. your jaw. Yeah. Turns out I only got three wisdom teeth. Really? I didn't even know that's a thing. I didn't you know got your wisdom teeth removed, didn't you? Yeah. What'd you I, get? You had all four. I had them all at the same time, which some people say is you know like a lot to do all at once because I guess norm- some people normally do it like two and two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, all all the stuff that you hear about like being all loopy and like saying funny things because you're on the drugs like totally real (laughs) (laughs) yes i know and they uh they like horse drink you too like at least for me because like i guess they gave me extra because i was bigger but like normally they give you like like the gas or they give you like a shot that like kind of you know gets in and goes to sleep they gave me both they gassed me and they gave me the shot they absolutely (laughs) horse drank me they're like this is a bison let me get back to my story so i get it i get in and they take a 2d x-ray Mm-hmm. And I start, you know, the doctor comes in. He's got the X-ray on the screen. He starts telling me what he's seeing. You know, I was picking his brain for a while, and we get talking about like you can see my skull, right? You can see like the bones and everything, all the structure. And I'm like, well, what do you, what like, what's the first thing you look at, and what, like, what are you seeing right now? Right. He's like, I said, well, besides the, you know, the wisdom teeth, of course. Like, what's the first thing you look at when you look at somebody's jaw on an X-ray? Mm-hmm. He's like, I look at the 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 jaw actual joint there. Like right in your, right in the side of really? your face. He looks at it for healthiness because he says lots of things stem from having a poor jaw. And then all of huh. a sudden we start get talking about. Do you have a good jaw? We I do. Oh, fantastic. And then all of a sudden we start getting. You, you see how I wrap this in? How this is relevant? I, I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah. So he he goes. We start talking about like taxidermy, my taxidermy project. You know, yeah. like I, I kind of have like a skull thing. Like yeah, I've seen them. We got I got an owl. I got a bobcat. I got a freaking squirrel. I got. If you didn't know they were in there, in that room you have them all in, you'd walk in and it'd be like a Halloween movie, like there's all this death yeah. all over your wall. Elk, bear. It's amazing, though. Deer. I, I, all these skulls, I like skulls. I like looking at them. I like to just, I like them. So we get start start talking, and I was like, mm-hmm. man, that'd be sweet to have my own jaw, like like sculpted, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Cause, uh, he, Only he, you. He, he starts asking me, like, if I want it, like, I, I asked the doctor, I was like, hey, can I have my wisdom teeth when you're done? So, long story, I didn't mean like this way too long, but basically, he gave me, he gave me a $375 additional x-ray that scans your jaw huh. for 3D, and he gave me, he gave me this thing on a flash drive so I can go out and print out my jaw. So, yeah. next time you come to my house, you're going to see my coffee table, a skull. And you're gonna ask wh- whose skull is that? And you're, I'm gonna tell you it's mine. This <laughs> is gonna be sitting on my coffee table. You're gonna freak people out, man. Isn't that sweet? It is pretty sweet, though. But the coolest part is that he just gave me it for free. He's like, if you if you're serious, I, I I told him all about my taxidermy. You know what I'm doing right now, skull yeah. mounts. And he's like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, on the Should house. He literally you... said, on the house, on the house, we'll give you one for free. Should I have let you skull mount <laughs> my one deer then? Because I just gave it to Larry. No, he's he, he I would. For what people charge to do it now, I think you can probably find somebody to do it for 50 bucks. It's worth it. That's basically what Larry was doing it for. Yeah. Larry's a good taxidermist. Larry Angus taxidermist. Larry Angus. Good shout. Known him for a long time, <coughs> since high school. All right, so this is my brother, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, brother. 
That is correct. Blood Brother. Blood Brothers. Ask, uh, introduce yourself real quick. Yeah, I'm Alex. I'm Nate's brother, older brother by a year and ten days. I think that makes us, uh, what people say, like Irish uh, brothers, you know, or Irish twins. Yeah, isn't that what they say? Like that close together, you know, that's what people say anyways. But yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're, <laughs> we're same, brothers. same mother, same father, brother. Yeah, definition. Synonym. So give your, like, don't go too in depth, but like give the, uh, I mean, we grew up in the same household, so people kind of understand Indeed. where you come from, but like give the. I taught you everything, you know. Give Give the. A hunting summary until this oh, my year. hunting summary. You want the long version? <laughs> no, just like the just so people can get an understanding of where you yeah. you know where you are. I mean, I'm a salesman, as you know, but they may not know. And I talk a lot, and my you can probably hear it in my voice that I've talked too much today already. But uh, I'll try to get through it. So the short version, which is the salesman short version, which is really everybody else's long version, is. I started, I don't even remember when the legal age to begin hunting is, but, you know, we did all the, you and I did it, like, almost at the same time, I think, like, hunter's training and hunter do, safety, yeah. hunter safety, and uh, that was, like, one of the first times that I had, like, shot guns, and I let us shoot, like, skeet afterward, and I was all into it, 100%, because I like shooting guns. That was, like, my entire reason why to do it, and some people may be different. I mean, I think you were probably different than that, but I was just like, guns are awesome, and let's do this. Well, so if you were listening... Part of hunter safety is you have to before you leave and you get this certification, right? Mm-hmm. You have to fire X amount of rounds in front of the the instructor, the instructor. to just kind of show that you're not completely useless with the firearm. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to clear and that to up. just make sure you're d- doing it safely and not you know checking to make sure it's loaded and unloaded before you're handling it and all that stuff. Ba- so basics, basics, right? Yeah. Like don't point the gun at somebody yeah. even, ever. But it's also like kind of like their cherry on top. They dangle the carrot, if you will, for like, hey, if you can sit still as a young kid that doesn't want to sit still, you know, for a couple of days here while you're doing this, then at the end we'll let you shoot guns. And you're like, that's enough for me. I'll sit still, you know. <laughs> that's funny. That's how you looked at it. So pretty much. And, uh, yeah, so that was kind of like the start. Did all that stuff, which, you know, we, we went to, uh, I think, the same place to do it. And, uh, you know, shortly after we're in the woods. And obviously I was, you know, I'm one year older than you, so I it one year without you and went with dad i don't remember really seeing anything and that's pretty much where the story skips forward is i don't really remember seeing anything at all like doe buck doesn't matter for the first three four seasons that i hunted and i wasn't you know going hunting you know every day for three weeks in a row but you know we would go weekend hunting or we'd go opening day for a couple days after that and you'd think you'd see something, didn't see anything. I'm like, what's the point of all this? I mean, why not just go to the range and shoot? If the whole, if the guns <laughs> is the reason, what are we doing here? Because we're just sitting around doing nothing. I remember begging Dad all the time, like at, at the end of a hunt, like, hey, can we shoot it? You know, and shoot at a tree or something? You know, just have some fun. He was like, no, hunters all over the place. You're here to piss them off. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so basically, that made me kind of like fall out of love with hunting, like almost immediately. If I would have seen one in the first couple of years and and had a good success story, then so you're telling me that the first it would have jumped times me. you just didn't see anything, nothing. There was there was one story which we all know I can tell it very quickly, which was there was one year. It's probably my third year of hunting. You had already hunted at this point. You I think you had one already, and so you and Dad and Grandpa were all like for sure because we we hunted eating rabbits. Hold on, before any, you have to keep listening if you're listening. There's a there's an ultimatum here. There's a buck story at the end. Just oh, so we're, you know. we're we're getting we're to the building good up stuff. big build up big. I'm big giving you a little up. bit more details mainly because this is like a funny story of of trying to to. This to is show part you, of the story. This is absolutely relevant. Trying to show you how I'm absolutely awful at hunting, and I had a very awful beginning to my hunting career, which 
it just is what it is and it's part of the story so um but yeah you know we used to hunt and eat rabbits about my grandpa's property and all of you guys you i think you had already got one ahead of me my younger brother gets one before i do and all that stuff and i'm all like kind of like this is stupid i don't see anything like what the heck are deer even real is it like the easter bunny and you guys we're getting you one this year you're gonna sit right here we're gonna do a deer drive in the morning it's right by the creek and they're gonna come down that path and you're gonna shoot them it's gonna be your day and i'm like hell yeah and <laughs> so and I'm an idiot, though, because I'm all excited about this is my day that I forget to, like, bring my gloves. So I'm sitting there. I'm bucket bucket hunting on a tree on the trailer by the creek. I'm sitting there. I'm in my position waiting for you guys, you know, to, to drive the deer towards me. And I, you know, I'm there for, like, an hour, and it's, like, cold, like, super cold. I've never been in this kind of cold in my life up to that point. And I go, man, I'm really not that far from the truck. I could probably go, you know, the two, 300 yards or whatever to the truck, grab my gloves real quick, come back. You know, and I, I resisted it for as long as I could, but, you know, didn't And this is like, you were like not that old. I mean, you were, no. you were young. I was pretty young. and 14, uh, maybe. And so I make, you know, I go as quietly as I can, as quick as I can to the truck, go get my gloves. And I'm on the way back. I'm at the truck. And I'm like just shutting the door to come back to my spot when I hear you guys start yelling, like, did you get it? And there the deer there was like at least two deer that ran right by where i would have been sitting <laughs> it was like oh no <laughs> and they crossed the road you know by where i'm at about 100 yards away from me and they're just dead sprint across the other field like all i can see is their butt but i'm a dumb young kid so i go i better at least make this look good and throw a shot out there <laughs> on somebody else's property which i didn't even think about at the time was a bad idea um just to fire a gunshot so i fire one at it clearly had no chance at all and of getting it um and you guys come running out like did you get it did you come right by you was it like it had to have been and i was like and i had to finally just be like look (laughs) i got cold (laughs) i wasn't even there it was cold (laughs) and i blew it i was like really upset um i don't you know so that's just like telling how uh young and immature i was as far as like not even being able to number one gear is important number two I just didn't have a strategy. I didn't have the willpower. Well, you, you were really young, too. I think you're being a little hard on yourself. You're and that's 14 true. years old. And that's true. But basically, it just shows that uh, luck was not on my side, if you want to call it that way, whatever. That's a missed opportunity, if you will. Um, and it just was kind of the cherry on top of, like, it I hadn't did. seen anything for a few years. And then I finally get one, and I missed it. It, re- like, it, it resonated with you because you, you've always told this story. Yeah, so that's a big moment for you. It bugged me. And uh and so I was like, This is stupid. I remember you guys and some of the cousins would go and I might I might have gone once a year after that for the next couple of years, just like on opening day with, with the family. Um, but I just had no desire at all to do it. And I'm pretty sure at that time by that time you had had like two or three in that amount of time total. Um and so you had like you know, I don't know if that's what everybody's story is, but like you had a lot more of like a, a jump start into hunting of like you had some success early on and I was happy for you. Um, I, I don't know how I don't know how you got to that point and like somehow you just like skirted out and we didn't like force you to go out and get a deer. You 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 went you you had me go out <laughs> opening day. Like I wanted to go out opening day, but I just lost steam. It's cold. I have to sit still. I'm a young kid and I can't sit still. I yeah, like you're, absolutely you're more can't. Priorities, play, like playing baseball and stuff like that. I love, yeah, I love playing sports. Love doing all sorts of other stuff. Um, also, I'd like to think I'm kind of musical. And I have a really hard time, like not humming or whistling, but especially back then. Like I could, I just could not be quiet. I could not <laughs> sit still. Um, a couple times, Grandpa tried to get me to go with him, and I would sit with him in his tree blind, and he would just get so frustrated. Like I'm sure in his head, in hindsight, I'm, he never said it to me, but I'm sure in hindsight, he was like, 
he's got no chance. <laughs> you know, this is like the, the ugly stepchild here, and I'm like trying to really help him, but it, he doesn't got much of a shot here. All right, so can I take the story from here and, and give um, – I, I want I want to talk about your next couple – your last couple deer that you've shot, and then I want you to talk about your traditional bow, okay? If you want to take over, that's fine. I'll jump in. I want to I want to just sum it up, and then you 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 kind of fill in where you see necessary. Sure. By all intents and purposes, you, I think I've learned some things from you because you go out in the woods and you're like, "I'm I'm shooting whatever." That's part when, of why I, I was so upset at the beginning was because I fully expected every time like there's going to be a dead deer today. I'm like, if it's brown, it's down. Like, I'm I'm lethal. And then when you go out there and you don't see anything, you're like, what's the point of being out here? Like, I, I had no enjoyment of just watching the scenery. Yeah. Now I do more. But back then I was just like, I'm absolutely wasting my time. Like, yeah. this is stupid. I wonder how many people have that same intro to hunting and then kind of wind out of it, you know? I would assume a lot. And that's part of why I wanted to go through the painstaking detail of the beginning of, of my hunting career is because I'm sure there's a lot of people like that. And I would like to encourage those people to not give up because there is – there is stuff that you can get out of it and you and you will, you know, mature and evolve as you get older and you will find other reasons that hunting is fun for you other than just shooting the gun or you know, having a success every time because if that's all if that's all it ever is for you, if it stays that way where it's just if I go out and I get one, it's a success and if I don't get one, then it was a waste of time, then why would you ever hunt? I mean, yeah. if that's this, if that's where it stays for you, there's no point. For sure. But I've evolved and I would think that most people do also um but you can take over the, the only thing i was gonna say by that is that you you i feel that you almost have more of a like your mindset is different because you go into the woods like i'm really selective with what i'm going to shoot a lot of times and there's not a lot of you, you come home disappointed a lot you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah after you after you fill the freezer you, you kind of you, you would do more of a trophy kind of hunt mm-hmm. and you end up coming home kind of unsatisfied and i'll just say you in the last couple of years have really just i mean you're a killer uh yeah <laughs> you're a killer There's no way to say it yeah. you're just a killer <laughs> and uh, uh i think in the last what three seasons four seasons i think last four seasons i've got five deer you come out which one is, day two days and you shoot you kill and you fill the freezer and that's that's your style especially my first couple of seasons when i actually got one like once i kind of got rejuvenated i took a couple of years off you guys, you and dad kind of got me back to try again. And at that point in time, I was not, you're saying you're, you're kind of being selective. I was not at all like that. There, there's like, something to it though. I felt like I needed to make up for lost time. I was like, if it's brown, it's down. If I, you know, if I see one that's legal, I'm I didn't, not, I'm I, not knocking you for that, but I, that was I, definitely my first couple deer was like, I don't, they were small. Like in hindsight, they were small. They weren't, they were totally not worth it. But at that point in my time, you know, I just wanted to get on the scoreboard. I wanted to make up for lost time. So you, 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 you dropped a couple deer. Mm-hmm. And two does uh, and a, an accidental button buck, which is a big regret now. Now that I it was a spike and being more it was a spike. Uh, no, it was a button. No, you shot a spike last year. I hope you got it. What? The one on Ted's? Yeah. Whatever button spike, same thing. It had little tiny antlers. I couldn't see a it. A button buck is something that has just nubs. That's what a I spike thought it was. But it's it got single spikes. Okay, if that's what it was, my bad. I, re- I remember it bad, but it has. Very, it was not. It was not a good one to shoot, and I regret it. Is the point yeah. of the story? And uh, maybe I blocked it out. It said it was a button, but anyways, I couldn't see it. I didn't have any binoculars at the time. I've invested in gear since then, and uh, yeah. So there's no way for me to know at 100 yards 
you know, that it had little stuff. I couldn't see it. So anyways. So then you, you uh, what, what led you to buy a traditional bow? The Painted Arrow podcast by any chance? Absolutely. Um, yeah, the founder, uh, Nate Hicks, kind of a weird guy. He just kept dogging me until I did it, so I finally did. I did. Now that's not even close. He's worse than a. It's worse than no, a no, no, no. Don't, don't, don't twist it because <laughs> I was super <laughs> like with you. I was super honored when you had shown interest. Well, number number one, I I think the the look and the feel of a traditional bow just looks way cooler. You were kind of talking to me more about like. You know, it's a more pure way to do it than using the, the absolute level, newest technology. It's a more difficult. The hunt. level of skill is is required. I mean, there is a definite level of skill, and Which I think is, it's more cool. Yeah, and I in agree a with way, you. it's more the purity scale, if you will, mm-hmm. is a little higher if you believe in that kind of thing. Which know? I kind of do. Like I'm starting to be, come around to that, but definitely, I was first hearing that line of thought from you. And that wasn't necessarily what, like the absolute reason why I did it, but it was part of it. But I was more of like I, I'm more of I kind of romanticize like cowboys and Indians era and that kind of thing. And we were all little boys. We grew up picking up sticks and stuff and pretending like you, like it's a gun or a bow or whatever, or a sword. And so that was like one of those things. That I was like, I just think it'd be really cool to get one that looks just like the movies that you've seen or whatever. Um, plus, they're a lot less expensive, you know. True. But, um, like, you know, as far as barrier to entry goes, like, oh, it's a lot less money. Like, try it out. If you don't like it, you know, not that big of a deal. Um, I had never gone any sort of bow hunting with any type of bow up to that point. Obviously, compound bow is kind of king right now. Um, and so I just thought, whatever, let's give it a shot. You know, I bought a little you bought a su- You bought a sweet traditional bow. It's, it's better. It's cooler than mine. Absolutely, yeah. It's got the... um. It's got the metal, you know, like aluminum black riser, and it's got these, I forget what the type of wood is, but it's like this wood that you wouldn't expect. You, it sounds like it's a weak, like, bamboo kind of wood, but that's what the that's what the limbs are made out of. It might be bamboo, honestly. Yeah, and, and you would just think Although how would that make Bow sense. designers probably know exactly it what it is. It doesn't seem like it'd be strong enough, but it totally is. Um, it takes everything. I mean, I'm a big dude, and it took, like, almost everything <laughs> in me to get that thing, like, unstrung <laughs> at the what, end of this How season. many pounds is it? I think it's 60, 55 or 60. Hmm. Um, that's pretty heavy. I could be wrong, too. I think it's less than that. It's also it's adjustable. So that's the thing. Is it can adjust, I think, up and down about 20 total. So I could take it all the way down to like a 40, I think, and I could take it up to a 60. I don't think I have it at a 60 right now. Um, so tell the story about your hunt this year with your traditional bow. Yeah, so never hunted. I've been shooting my target on and off for the last year, you know, trying to get ready, doing instinctual style shooting, which is, for those who don't know, one of many bas- methods. One of many methods, but basically it's it's the only one that you don't need to know your distance, basically, because you it doesn't matter what the distance it is. Out. It's a feel thing. I mean, you're obviously looking down the, the shaft of the arrow also to kind of help guide your eye, but all in all, it's basically kind of like guessing, going with your heart almost. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of weird, but like, it is 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 beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But it's um, it's so it's a little bit more like nerve wracking, especially like once I fast forward to my story of this year. So basically, I never bow hunted this year, and uh, I I had seen a lot of deer, but I was being selective. Like I want to get a buck this year, regardless of firearm or bow. And if I get, you know, and this is also in Michigan this year, you can use your combo tag for a doe. You know, basically I was thinking if I get desperate enough at the end of the season, 
I'll take a doe. Exactly. And so that was my mindset. So I went out and sat more than I've ever sat for gun hunting for bow hunting this year. Mm. Like I've sat maybe 10 to 12 times out here in Vicksburg. Um, shout out to States Golf and Country Club. Um, you know, Eric Jasek allowed me to, to hunt out there and it's a really nice piece of property. Um, it's a kind of like a travel path property. So I don't think a lot of, I'm, I'm like 99% sure there's not a whole lot of deer that bed there, but there's a, a for sure, you know, lots of sign on this travel path that goes to another bedding area office property. And so basically I put my stand up inside of this travel path and it's worked like a charm because I've seen all sorts of stuff, mostly doe, obviously, but I've never had a dull moment sitting out there. So it's been, it's been a cool experience. 75% of it is thick bedding area that you can't hunt. It's just that thick. And then there's probably 25% that's like open path. And then you, you, you're in that 25%. Yeah. So that's where you're, that's where you're hunting. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm basically just watching over my left shoulder towards this travel path. And it, you know, especially when the rut started, I, I didn't hunt as much, um, pre-rut pre-rut but once it was like like right before rut and then when rut started it was like I, I was going quite a bit and it was just fun because i was seeing a lot it was awesome. which you know it's we're talking small acreage parcels it was a, yeah, it's you, a 10 you, acre i think you hunted it really selectively and accurately like a, a good amount some of it was leading of, up to the rut yeah some of my some of it was also my schedule didn't allow for me to go every day. Like even if I did want to overhunt it and go every day, I, my schedule just didn't make sense to do that. Yeah. So it actually kind of helped me. But yeah, I, I did it, um, and I thought a pretty smart way. And what day was it? Um, I can't even remember the, what the day was. But fast forward into the the good part of the story is, um, I had seen some things. I had seen, you know, a smaller buck. It was November thirteenth. I think yeah, it probably was. It was the. It was November yeah, 13th. it was the second to last day. Is what it was. Yep. Because you called me, and I was in the. Uh, it was November thirteenth for sure. Yeah, second to last day, and I was kind of getting almost to the point of desperation to where I was going to shoot a doe, like in my plan. I was like, with your traditional bow in a tree stand that you hung yourself. Exactly. This is the first year I've scouted. First year I put up trail cams. First year I've took gone bow hunting at all. First year I've done you know, uh, set up my spot, put up my own you know went and bought one. First time uh, you pulled your bow back on a, on a deer. Oh, yeah. And and first time I put up a stand, went and bought it from Dunham's, put it up, you know, all that stuff. Um, so I'm sitting there and totally a, totally a rut thing, 100%, because the, the trail kind of comes in from my left and goes away from me. And if they just follow the trail, it's kind of too far for me to hit them because I should have placed it. What's the, your personal range with the traditional bow? Like I don't practice anything. After. I don't practice anything other uh, uh, farther out than 20 at this point. Um, and I can hit it like nine times out of 10 at 20, but not always like in the vitals on my target. So your vital shot at 20 yards is seven out of 10, eight out of 10. So I knew that my odds weren't good basically to get one because I was like really hoping one would come in like really close like, 10 <laughs> yards. Like I was well, like, that's, give that's, me an that's easy that, one. That's the type of hunting that is this. Yeah. It's a fish of a thousand casts. Yeah. So basically there was a lot of deer that came 30, 40, 50 yards that I was just like, you know, I could try it, but I don't feel good about it. So I just let them go. Uh, fun to watch them though. And so basically on the 13th, um, I'm finally kind of getting into like, maybe I'll shoot a doe if one comes, whatever. Out of nowhere for no reason at all. Also, it was a day that I got out of work late. Talk about how you use that on your phone. What's that? Your, your app. Oh yeah. I have, I've, I downloaded this app. I literally just went to the app store and just like Googled like deer, you know, deer calls 
downloaded one of the first ones. Like there was no research involved at all, just kind of blind luck. And I in was, the tree stand, I, I did it right before I came in. But I was just like, you know, might as well try something. Something's better than nothing. Go down swinging was my thought, right? And I, I had played a couple of the things in the car, and I thought, eh, that sounds realistic enough. I could play one for you. This is the one I actually played that day. It's labeled Buck Snort. I'll do it one more time. I have no. That's what you. That's the one you chose. I have no clue if that's even a good one to use. I'm just going down <laughs> swinging. And uh, yeah, I was gonna say like, that's why did you choose that? Do you know? It's right on. It's it's the very first one that you see on the on the main page. Is why. Oh, so they're advertising. My hands were cold. I had my gloves on. I have finger touch, you know, touchscreen gloves. But like, it's how so loud did you play that? Full blast on my phone, but it's not like you just heard it full blast. It's not that loud. How windy was it? Uh, I think that day was just just shy of ten mile an hour. There's no way that deer heard that. Probably not. But I did play it a couple times. So, anyways, I was late. I was. Late. I like that though. I like that adding to the story. Yeah, I was late getting out of work that day too. So I'm not getting into the woods. I wanted to get in at three. I didn't get into the woods until like four after four, almost four thirty. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, I got an hour till sundown, and then you know another half an hour till last light, and I'm just like, you know, I'm not even gonna see anything. I'm some city slicker, barely making it out of work. I have my work clothes on, throw my my overalls and everything on over top of that out of the truck, and just run in there, you know, as fast as I can, like an actual run, but you know, get in there as fast as I can. I get sat. I didn't have a particularly good entrance. It was like not very quiet, <laughs> mainly because there's a lot of leaves and they were just crunchy. I think that helped you in the long run. Anyways, keep going. Maybe the, and that's the thing. Maybe maybe this deer thought that I was another deer, and maybe it heard my buck snort call. Who knows? But basically, I wasn't there for more than 20, 30 minutes, and this big kahuna comes in from the left. He didn't follow the trail. He just comes right to me, and he. But I'll, I had a straight on shot. And I'm like not that confident yet with my recurve, so I'm like I really want him to give me like a nice easy ten yard broadside, is my thought. I'm like I'm not gonna do anything risky because my other thing is, and this is partly learning from you, like not to throw you under the bus, but you know sometimes you injure deer and then like that's worse than just never shooting at all. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, that's not what I want to do. So if I don't get like a nice easy broadside stopped, you know he's not moving shot, I'm not doing it. But I'm getting buck fever hardcore because this thing. I mean, I didn't get a good count because he came in so fast with his nose to the ground, like total rut style, that I didn't have a chance to, like, get my binocs out and, like, count them, you know. But I'm like, this thing is, like, easily 10, maybe 12. Like, I'm like, holy crap, this thing is big. And my heart's, you know, I'm just <laughs> like, oh, you know, like, my leg's shaking. Like, that's the, that's the best, dude. Like, when your leg starts, <laughs> like, you look at your leg and you just slap it and you're like, what are you doing? Stop it. And, Stop you just, it. <laughs> and I'm like, don't rattle the, you know, I have a metal tree stand, like the cheapest one you can buy. It's like a $50 tree stand, the base model. And I'm like, don't rattle the, <laughs> don't rattle the metal, you know? And, uh, and so he comes in and he kind of is sniffing around and he's, mo- he's he never stops moving. He's kind of weaving in and out of trees. He starts heading directly away from me. And I'm thinking, oh no, like, what if he just keeps going? Like, then I'm not going to get anything, any chance at him. And he kind of sniffs around for a second, and he turns right back around and comes right up to, what do you know, 10 yards right in front of me, directly in front of me. Like, it couldn't have been better. And I'm like, and and I hadn't even drawn back, because, like, if it was compound bow, I would have drawn a long time ago and just been sitting there. But because of my recurve bow, I'm like, I only got about yeah, tw- 10 maybe seconds, 10, maybe, maybe, if I you know, holding this thing back. And I was thinking more of doing a snapshot if I could. You know, like, just pull it back, one, boom, you know. So that's pretty much what I did. He comes up, stops. 
I didn't have to make any sort of noise or anything because he he gave me that nice 10-yard broadside, stopped for a second right in front of me. He had no clue I was there. I had stood up even when he was approaching me. He didn't even see you me. You stood up in the sand? Yeah. Hmm. And so I'm standing, and I'm leaning forward and trying to remember all of my aiming cues, you know, keep my left arm stiff and bring it back to my kisser with my right, you know, thumb. And I'm like – Same know, got, thing you've always practiced. I've got it canted. But the thing is, too, like I wasn't like – I really wasn't thinking about that as much as I should have been. I was totally just like buck fever. Like I pull this thing back and like in the hindsight, like after I let the shot go, I was thinking about it for like the next day. Even I was just like, oh, yeah. I feel like I should have like actually aimed. <laughs> I just feel like it was just all so fast. But anyways, yeah. um, but anyways, so I, so I pull it back the best I can do with my, my muscle memory from when I shoot, but I also don't shoot nearly enough. So like maybe I should have, but more obviously, but hindsight's 2020. Um, I, I let the shot go and I don't remember if he tried to jump the arrow, if he tried to duck the arrow, I don't really remember exactly, but I remember very vividly where the arrow struck and it Mm. hit him. It hit him. And I was like, number one, I was like, holy shit, I actually hit it. Like first time I've ever (laughs) pulled the the bow back ever on on an actual live deer. And I hit it, so I was like, "Ooh, that's a you know, that's a win." Okay, we hit it, you know, and uh, and I just remember thinking that was a little bit high though, like like not not not, and it didn't go through like very clearly, like it stuck. You had exactly six inches of penetration, and and I would have guessed six inches later on. It turned out to be more like four and a half, five. But anyways, that was you know, I saw it stick into it, and it jumps and starts running directly past me, and I'm I and I'm stood up, so I just kind of turn around and I watch him run a hundred yards, stop and turn. Stands there for a couple seconds, and then he just like casually walks, like all the way behind me, and he's too far out that I can't get another shot on him. Like it's like a forty-yard shot while he's walking. Like I'm sure somebody could make that shot. Maybe a compound bow can make that shot to like get him down. But I'm just sitting there going, I don't want to just lob one out. Yeah, there's no. That would have been a tough shot to turn around in that specific spot. Yeah, and he just walks all the way down, about thirty, forty yards behind me, all the way around, and then he hits this trail, like back to the main trail where he came from, like yeah. almost in a big complete circle, and then I lose sight of him. And at this point, it's like already like dark-ish, but it's not like last light quite yet. Um, and I had called you, and I was like, so I finally got down. There's zero blood at the point where he was standing when I shot him. I followed where I watched him go. There was no blood all the way to the arrow. Find the arrow, which had come out, and the razor blades, you know, I've, I was using a a uh, three-blade fixed arrowhead. And the actual, like, I don't even know what the... The term, blades. The blades were off, but, like, the actual plastic piece that the blades were attached to... Mm-hmm was still it like, wasn't plastic it's metal or whatever that is that the, black tip that the arrows go there the sorry that the um the razor blades are attached to like it was still screwed into the, the blades are the only thing yeah it's just gone like the tip too the tip metal piece is gone and the three fixed blades i'm like huh so they're inside of this deer i'm assuming and then i, I went for like another 50 yards after the arrow and there was no blood so i'm thinking okay I well, prob- hold on you're missing something you called me i had been sitting all day, uh, like I, I, 5.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. You called me about 4.45. I had dough underneath me. My phone's buzzing, like zzz, zzz, and I keep turning it off. You called me like six times. Yeah, and I was all excited because I wanted to be like, dude, I just number one, I just saw this biggest deer ever, 
And number two, I was using my recurve bow and I actually hit the thing. You know, that's had a lot to tell you. You know, <laughs> I was like, I was, I was ringing you off the hook. Well, yeah, you were like, what, what, what should I do now? And, and I, I didn't believe you at fish. Like, I just shot a huge buck, like a giant. I'm sure you deer. were thinking, okay, you got like a spike. And I was, you know, like you're just like, you don't even know. Like, I could tell it in your voice. You're just like, you're just kind of like, uh, I don't really think that this is like, legit. I, don't, I didn't, I honestly didn't believe you at first. Like, when you first texted me and you said, I just shot a huge buck, I was like, bullshit. I was like, call me if you're serious. And I called you a couple times in a row. And, and then you finally you, picked you up. You called me like two seconds after you rang. And I'm like, oh, shoot, he shot a he shot a stud. So anyways, I'm walking through it. I'm like, you need to walk out, especially with your traditional bow. You didn't get much penetration. And I, I had you actually send me a picture. I wanted you to go on Google, screenshot a picture of a deer, mm-hmm. and r- draw on it the exact location, you you know, as close as you possibly can to where you hit it. And you sent it back to me, and I looked at the picture I'm like, dude, that's a dead deer. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's a dead deer. So I called you immediately back, and I was like, just pull out, and we'll go back in tomorrow morning. So that's what we did. You called me, me and my dad drove over the next morning, Mm -hmm. and we looked. And to make a long story short, no blood. So we descended. There's zero blood. Grid searching for a while. We got permission the night before to go on some other people's property, and Mm -hmm. um, we did everything textbook. I mean. It completely the next morning, um, it was very good conditions, looking for blood. It wasn't like it rained. It wasn't like it was, I mean, it was a little bit of frosty leaves, but like we found a few drops and there was just nothing. And then we got to the point where you're looking for, you know. We're just looking for a body. And I'm like, you know what? It didn't, it, the penetration wasn't that great and it clearly didn't, wasn't a pass through. So we pretty much was like, it's probably we, we came to the conclusion that you probably hit it in the shoulder and it's fine. Probably shouldered it. And I, I just had this sinking feeling of like, how cool of a story would that have been? And I and another and, and this is the theme of, of this year kind of for me was, you know, missed opportunities. And much less any deer but that deer. Like, oh my gosh. And and the thing is I can't even prove it to you. I don't have any pictures. Dude, I that's the beauty of hunting story, you know what I mean? And every time I tell it, it gets bigger. You know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> but but it, you were telling me. Never mind. We'll get back to that later. But also going back to my original story of like, I just had that missed opportunity when my hands got cold as a little boy, and I went back to get gloves, and I one ran right by where I was supposed to be. Missed opportunity. Yeah. And then this happens first time out. You know, first year out. I should say not first time out with the with the recurve. And I'm just like, I'm a, I'm bummed. I'm a little bummed. You were upset. You were upset. That's as upset as I've ever seen you about. Uh, about anything about hunting. something like that, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I kind of, like, the one thing that was keeping me going was, like, you know, it's my first time out with the recurve. It's okay. It, plus, it's a recurve and not a compound. I could have used better technology. I could Honestly, dude, honestly, you know how long, take the, the compound into the equation, like, just I, for people yeah. to get their first deer with a bow is a, is a, is a feat, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, something mm-hmm. to celebrate. And the fact that you got in there with your traditional bow and had an eight to ten yard shot on an abs, I mean... From what you're saying, that it's bigger than, you know... Well, we don't want to go too far okay, so here, but but it's bigger than... When I say it's bigger than anything I've ever seen, it doesn't really matter because I haven't seen that many up to that point in my life. So it's like, no duh, you know, an experienced hunter. Of course, it's the biggest one you've ever seen. But, I mean, most people... there's there, I, w- I, would, I would venture to say there's less people that have actually seen a 10-point or bigger on the hoof than have, you know more that have not than have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you saw it at like eight to ten yards. And it came up close. Like really, really close. <laughs> like right. Like I could have Rambo'd out of this tree with a knife, probably, and had a better chance. 
Like, so, so and that's part of what was bugging me. But I was. But that's I was, November thirteenth. Okay. Yeah, and I'm clinging to. It's my first. Tra- it's my first bow hunting season. It's with a recurve. You know, guns my forte anyways. You know, like I, I was thinking all these things, and that's what was keeping me sane because I was upset. And Abby would attest. My girlfriend would attest to that too. Like I was not in a good mood. Um, I did make it out for one or two more hunts. It's one, because you went the 14th, and then the 15th, yeah. you came over. We were going to do our, our hunt. Which was This a, is the first year on the 15th yeah. that, you know, we didn't go out. It was, it was like, consistent. Oh, by the way, I, I had another opportunity the very next day before I came over, but it was with um, a four-point came through. But it was too far out for me to get them, and that got my juices flowing again. Made me feel a little better. Oh, yeah, on the fourteenth? On the fourteenth, and that day, and then uh, I saw a couple of doe, but they never gave me like a good shot. They were behind me most of the time, so I just couldn't get around to them. But anyway, so I had another good experience of seeing some more deer. Then I came over, and then November fifteenth, it was, I mean, across the entire southern part of Michigan, it was twenty-five mile an hour winds with gusts up to fifty and fifty-five miles. Like it was a storm. It was raining. Yeah, it coming was in sideways. National, it was not national, but a statewide. You know, like weather, weather advisory. advisory. Like it was all over the all winds, the weather apps and stuff. Like don't power do outages. It's like, going to be bad. The kind of the kind of wind. Like if you were to go out and sit, it just it would chill it, you to the bone. It would just pierce. I mean, it'd take it right out of you immediately. And it was like 30 degrees. It, it You wouldn't have lasted long anyway. You wouldn't have had enough chapstick to keep your lips on you. Yeah. So we just decided like a bunch. Like it felt so wrong. It's it opening day. It and did we're feel wrong. At home. But it was horrible. I, I kept looking out the window like, no. It was, it, this it is the right choice. It. This it is the right choice. It. It <laughs> this is the right choice 100%. So we go well, out. We had a nice deer camp. We watched Jessica Knob in the Moonlight, which is a family tradition for those who don't know. It's for those one. of you who don't know nothing. <laughs> you need if you were listening to this your Highly podcast Escanaba and the Moonlight is a hunting is it parody is that the right word is it though is it a parody or is it the truth Jeff Daniels Watch it directs Jeff Daniels directs and stars in Escanaba in the Moonlight the Moonlight and it's about DA uh, Upper Peninsula UP hunters upers and you need to listen to it, watch it, but it study also it. brings in t- like a lot of stuff that you and I come to to think that hunting is, which is it's a family thing, and it's also about storytelling. And so this this very much captures not just youpers, but all of Michigan hunting as far and and all hunters really like as far as it's a family thing. It's a there's storytelling, there's over the top stuff, there's crazy rituals because bucks it, big as Buicks, big as Buicks, <laughs> and uh, and there's. <laughs> You know, and there's these rituals that people do that are like, if I don't wear this exact same outfit that I wear every year, and if I don't wear, you know, eat the same opening day breakfast meal, then it's not going to go right. You know, and it just it totally encapsulates <laughs> hunters and kind of like like if how you're we a are. deer hunter, you need to watch that movie. Absolutely, um, it's on YouTube for free. It's a little bit of a comedy too. There's some stuff that's kind of out there, but like it's it's very funny. You'll enjoy it. Escanaba in the moonlight. That's yep. the last plug for it. Onyx is the number one GPS hunting app on the market. If you don't have Onyx, I would highly consider trying a free trial where you can get access to all 50 states and all of the mapping features and tools. Onyx allows you to send waypoints to your buddies, see public and private boundary lines, and see where you stand in live time. And also has a new weather feature that allows you to track weather and wind so you can stay on top of your game. Literally, it's a no-brainer. If you go on your computer, not your mobile device, to onxmaps.com and use the promo code painted arrow 
you will receive 20% off your elite or premium subscription. Know where you stand with Onyx. There's nothing I like doing more than hunting elk in the western states. One of the main challenges of hunting big game species in western states is actually getting a tag. Furthermore, it's actually understanding each state's drawing systems, which can seem like a chore to figure out for beginners. Go Hunt is a company that has figured out how to simplify this obstacle for basic folk like you and me. Go Hunt offers a subscription service called The Insider, which gives you access to the most accurate draw odds, species breakdowns, and strategy articles out there. Before I started using Go Hunt, I would spend hours filing through kill harvest reports and data sheets looking for a good unit to hunt in. And using the Insider has streamlined this process, making it easier and more efficient than ever before. This has allowed me to find a place to go hunt, hence the name. Visit GoHunt.com to find out more and to start a free trial with the Insider subscription service. Shupex Sporting Goods in Jackson, Michigan has been in the business of selling outdoor equipment for over 30 years. They have over 1,000 new and used guns and over 500 new bows for you to choose from. This family-owned and operated company goes above and beyond to make sure that you are taken care of when it comes to buying gear. Use the promo code PAINTEDARROW5 at the checkout and receive 5% off your entire purchase. Yes, that does include guns and bows, folks. Go down to Shupex today. So we get together, we didn't go out for opening morning, and the 16th for, I would say, over over 85% of Michigan hunters was opening morning. You know 100%. I mean? And that's what our mindset was. Like, today is the real day, here we go. And um, it was a perfect, I mean, it was perfect. Like, weather conditions, temperature, wind. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it was a it was a perfect day. It was still actually pretty windy. It was like 15 mile an hour-ish. But it, it wasn't at, at but first But in light. comparison to the day before, it was like night and day. Yeah. And I we I had always heard probably from you and from from other people too um that it's always the change of the weather is the best time to go hunting. Like when and it's peak big, rut too. I mean this is peak rut we're talking. Yeah, plus we had the, like a week worth of uh really like hot like 70 degree weather which we think probably delayed the rut a little bit. So we just were like in an amazing situation here on this day on the 16th. All right, so this is the build up folks. This is this is this is the story you've been waiting for. So yeah, here's tail. the real story, right? So, so so far, what I've what I've told you about my hunting career is, it's missed opportunities, and and like I said, it's okay because it's your first bow season, gun is your forte, firearm season is your thing, and as you were trying to talk me up earlier, which I'll accept, but uh, whatever you know is is I'm lethal, right? And I'm in the woods, I'm fully expecting. You do usually when you shoot and you say you've shot something like I. When when I hear that, there's three different types of people. There's people that when they say <laughs> something, you know that they're telling the truth. Uh-huh. There's there's people who tell you something and you're like, uh, you know, I don't. And there's people that tell you something and you're like, there ain't no damn way that that's true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You in terms of hunting, like, when it's down, it's down. When I feel like you say you've shot something, usually I feel like you've killed it. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal take. So go ahead. So far, anyways, yeah. I mean, go ahead. Go in ahead. the last couple seasons, we continue that. So anyways, I'm feeling lethal. I'm going there fully expecting something's dying today. Like, I'm feeling good. And we had all kind of talked, and... You needed the meat. I wanted the meat, but I also had decided, like, I'd really like to get on the buck board, as far as, you know, scoreboard goes. Because I, up to this point, I've gotten, you know, the, the spike, and I, which is technically a buck, but, like, not like a 
one that you would really want to have, and then two doe, and I'm like, I just really want to get some antlers, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to blow my wad today. Like, if I see antlers, cool. If I don't, I'm letting them go. Um, was my mindset going into it, and I won't, I won't really describe the property too much, but basically, I get to this tree stand. My tree stand. <laughs> it te- yeah, it is your tree stand, yes. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, <laughs> and so over my left is like, it kind of goes uphill a little bit. Over my left shoulder, kind of goes uphill a little bit. There's like a tree line, you know. Um, you can't really see into it much at all. Like, so when deer come out of this, like, it's like, there's you can't see them coming. And then all of a sudden they just emerge from this tree line. So I'm looking to that to my left. Straight ahead is there's some woods. Um, it's kind of like goes downhill, like into, it valleys out a little bit. It's like an open clearing. There's no trees, no nothing. And then... You know, about 100 yards in front of me, there's, like, some more forest. Um, and then to my right, there's this big pond and, like, a and behind me, like, a, a pretty large swamp. So that's kind of the, the set the scene. And so most of the day, I'm looking over my left shoulder at this tree line because um, Nate had done some scouting. And, and in years past, we, we've seen deer that will come out of there and they'll come down into the clearing. This, this stand on Onyx for me, shout out to Onyx, our sponsor. Absolutely. It's called the funnel stand. So, like, it's it's – it's a funnel. These deer, if they come into this, you know, if they come down this hill, they have to go right in front of the stand. It's a funnel. It's a natural funnel. The the absolute farthest shot, I had my rangefinder out, and I was ranging all the different corners. Like, the absolute farthest shot in this clearing. Like, if it came, if anything was in this clearing, not in the trees, the farthest shot I had was, like, 65 yards. Yeah. So, like, it's it's literally called the funnel stand. So, so anyway, I'm using, you're looking at this tree line because they always funnel out of this bedding. They come down yeah. and they hit the pond at the bottom of the funnel. Exactly. And then they go into the and, and every once in a while, some will come from the swamp behind me and they'll cross. And and I did see, you know, throughout the morning I had seen um, seven deer. Three yeah. fawn, uh, three, three fawn, four doe. They all came out of different areas at different times. You know, one, a couple came from the swamp. A couple came from, we call it the high country, on the other side of the pond on my right. And if, if, and then also at the, it was probably about 8 o'clock-ish, um, a mom and her baby fawn come out of the tree line over my left shoulder. And I see them the whole way, and they're coming down, and they're feeding towards the pond. And uh, they end up exiting, you know, my, my area into the high country, you know, straight away off my right, past the pond. Hold on, you're missing a big thing, and I need to interrupt, and I hate to do it. Go ahead. So this is for people visualizing. There's a stand. There's a funnel. To the right of this, there's a pond, and right at the edge of the pond is where I have a couple trail cams, and there's a huge scrape. I mean, it's not – you can tell it's one of those scrapes. It's not just a buck scrape, but it's one that, like, all the deer come and use to kind of, you know, like, get what's going on. They, They get in there. They smell the licking branches. I have so many pictures of these doe coming in to lick branches. Um, I've got pictures of good shooter deer on there. They always are nocturnal. I, I don't ever see them during the day. So you have this beautiful scrape, mm-hmm. 65 yards to your right, that you can see and potentially shoot at. Um, Which I didn't even know that that was there because I had not been at this property at all in 2020. All of the pictures I've ever showed you were at that spot. We're at that location. Okay. Yeah. So it's a frequented place. And the, the, the most – I had hunted that place – October 1st is the beginning of bow season, and then obviously November 15th is the beginning of gun season. So I'd hunted uh, this property, and we're talking 35, 40 acres total, and a lot of it's swamps. The huntable land, we're talking maybe 25 acres, 20. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't, we hadn't, I hadn't even seen 
not even from afar. Hadn't even in person, seen. You mean, like, yeah, you on the hook. Live. Yeah, I've seen lots of spikes, lots of does. Hadn't even seen. And there was like four. I remember that at least th- you know between three and five like shooter bucks that you had shown me on your trail cam. Yeah, there's shooter bucks that that travel, but they always come three hours after light, three mm-hmm. hours before light. Yeah. And what that tells me is they're living and bedding in a different location. And every year, the I mean, the rut is the rut. Anything can happen, kind of thing. And you yeah. get bucks kind of traveling and cruising. But mm-hmm. you continue story now. And that morning, too, before we had left, um, you showed me on your phone again, like, I'm hoping that I get to see this eight point. <laughs> I like, I'd love to shoot that deer right there. He's, he's, he's flipping through his pictures, and he's going, oh, I'd shoot that one. Ooh, I'd love to see that one that, on this beautiful eight point that he's got on camera. And, and there's a couple other ones um, that he's like, ooh, you know, hopefully you guys see one of these, you know. Nobody had seen them. That's and you kind of did one of those, like, pep talks, like, you're going to see one of these today, and you better be freaking ready, dude. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was all juiced up. And uh, dad Oh, and I, we were forgetting a big part of the story. So my buddy called me, uh, Devin Cole. Everybody knows Devin Cole on this podcast, if you've listened along. He calls and says, hey, Nate, I love you so much. I want you to go and hunt. You're my best friend. And my property. And- so I did not end up hunting this property with my dad and my brother like originally intended. You had a good opportunity. You had a decent amount of land that you could hunt that morning elsewhere. And, it made sense. And you took the opportunity. For and, all three of us, it made sense. So we, we parted ways. So go ahead now. Yeah. So, and I'm sure at some point we would have reconvened depending on how all of our hunts went. But anyways. Um, this is a big buildup, Al. This is 47 minutes in. Let's I, hear it. I know. So basically, um, I like I said, I had seen seven other deer, lots of activity, nothing yet from the left to the right, you know, out of that tree line. This mom and its baby fawn comes out of there and crosses all the way across the property and and off into the high country off to the right. And it wasn't 10 minutes after that, what I thought to be a four point comes out and I see antlers and I immediately, you know, I'm like all excited again. And I see this thing come out, but he's hauling, he's hauling ass. Like he's coming fast, nose to the ground. Um, and he comes straight down that hill, like directly in front of me. And he starts going directly South, but to me. And I'm thinking the same thing I thought in bow hunting, you know, like, oh, is he just going to keep going south? And, and just, I never get a chance at him. And he kind of goes down there and sniffs where some of the other doe had been earlier. I'm sure he was sniffing them. Yeah. After talking, it's clearly was trailing one of the does that went through. Turns earlier. around. I think it was that mom and fawn that had just come through. I don't know for sure. But um, but he started heading back that way. Comes down the trail, kind of quartering towards me, I think is the right terminology. Yep. And there's this big, big pine tree, like the only tree in this clearing that's right next to the, like the path. And it comes behind it. And I, I, I pull my gun up, you know, when it can't see me behind the tree. What are going to use? I have my 12 gauge Remington 870. Open sights. Open iron sights, you know. And it's <laughs> a, I, had, I didn't range that exact spot beforehand, but after the events that I'm about to say, I did. And it was a 33 yard shot directly in front of me like couldn't have been better fish in a barrel shot here he comes out from the other side of the pine i'm waiting for him i we had talked about this before you've you kind of like you weren't the one that created this but i think grandpa did it first like where you make like a noise with your mouth like you everybody grunt. does that yeah yeah so i Something so like and i'm sure that my noise didn't even sound at all like a deer but i just made like a grunt noise you know you know and he that's turned perfect that's beautiful i'd give that like an eight out of ten if i heard that yeah so i went and he turns and looks and I immediately feel this intense pressure to like, now's your chance, pull the trigger, pull the trigger, you know, <laughs> execute. And uh, same thing with the bow hunting, like, and and 
like where like I don't even remember aiming yeah. like at all. Like I have my gun up, meh, and I just remember feeling like uh, you better do it. Like you know, how long is he gonna stand there? You know, and uh, so I pull the trigger, and he jumps and he, you know, he runs uh, around the pond to my right and then up into the high country. And I could all I can see at this point because I like I had no. Oh, and I'm skipping ahead. I thought that I missed because I've not really had a lot of experience deer hunting. Like I've got a couple of deer, but they've all been, uh, I had one that was a headshot, which is like, I don't even want to get into that story. <laughs> Basically all the deer you shot. And two dropped. were neck shots. And they so they dropped. were, they dropped right where they hit because there's like of where I shot them. And so I'm aiming, you know, at the vitals, at the bread basket on this deer and it jumps and it runs away. And I'm panicking going, Oh my gosh, did I miss? Cause it's, like it's getting away. It's going a long ways away. So I, I had racked another one in immediately and it starts running. So I'm trying to follow it and I take another shot and I rack another one. And I'm following, take another shot. And I'm all pissed. Cause I'm like, that thing just got away. Did I just really miss that shot? Like as the, immediately I thought I like, I had no doubt in my mind that I missed it for whatever reason, lack of confidence. I don't know. Maybe that was my missed opportunity in bow hunting kind of like creeping back in, like, you know, expecting to fail or something something deep in my psyche but i just immediately was like i missed how did i miss what the heck it got away it ran into the high country 300 yards away and i didn't even think about pulling my binoculars or people make fun of me binoculars binoculars whatever binos binos i call them binos some people say binos binoculars but anyways binox i I didn't pull them out and like try to see where it went i didn't even think about it it all happened so fast my adrenaline's pumping i didn't all i could see was its white tail running up the hill and then I lose sight of the white tail. And I go, he made it up the hill and he's gone. I missed. What the hell? You texted me. I texted you and dad immediately. And I'm just like, I just saw a four-point buck. And I missed. And I suck. And I don't remember exactly. I could pull up the exact text right now real quick, I guess. But you, but, just, but, you just said something along the lines of... Um, but moral of the story, I was like, wow, I just missed that. And I'm really upset. Uh, I can find it here in a second. And you text me and I... Uh, my immediate instinct was you you got trigger happy. Yeah, uh, yeah, you asked me what happened. Like what happened? Like why did you miss? Uh because of- Oh, dad texted first cuz he heard me shoot three shots. And he goes, "Alex is shooting." And then I go, "F, I quit." <laughs> 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 and you go, "What? Ha, <laughs> <laughs> what?" And I go, "Missed the four point." And you go, "Trigger happy?" And I go and I'm thinking through it at that moment and I'm like, "No, like I wasn't trigger happy." Like uh, and you well, didn't even, that's not all I said. I said, "Were you excited?" But yeah, but we went like, on. You said, "Oh, where did it? Where deer. did it go?" And I said, "The the ridge." And should we look for blood? Says Dad. And I'm like, I think I missed. Like the whole time, like from the get go, no doubt that I missed. Which is, I don't understand why that is. And hopefully next time I'll know better, which I think I will. Uh, and you encourage me like clear as day right after that. Like keep hunting. Don't just stay in the tree because yeah. I probably would have waited another fifteen or so minutes with my limited hunting knowledge of like. Well, I know I'm supposed to wait a little while to let him die, you know. So I probably would have waited a little bit and then try to go find it. Um, but you said keep hunting. So I was like, all right, you know. I guess if it got away, I can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And if it's down, it's already down. So, I mean, you know, so I was like, okay, fine. But I, I'm still shaking. I'm having the aftermath of adrenaline as it's wearing off. And, like, I've never been colder all day until now. Like, once my adrenaline wore, like, uh, wore off, I was just like, I'm freezing. I'm shivering. And all I can think about is, you piece of S, like, you missed it, and you suck. And, like, I'm just down in the dumps, like, like I've never been in the dumps before. 
like I can't even describe it to you and I'm shaking and I'm shivering and I'm shaking my head like I wasn't even being still at all anymore I'm just like like I'm in the stand just like I can't believe that you know yeah and uh and 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 I'm going into painstaking detail on this on purpose uh just because like sometimes as I say jokingly I think I heard it in Batman or something but it's like it's always darkest before the dawn which is so true in this scenario. Because, <laughs> it's always darkest before the dawn. Which is an accurate statement, but it's just kind of funny the way that I think of it. Anyways. So you're still all, hunting. Whoa. It's always darkest before the dawn. I keep hunting as you encourage me. I'm pissed. I'm, I, go, I go through all the stages of, of like depression, of like, of loss. <laughs> of loss. Like I lost a loved one. Like I go from angry to sad to like, you know, all of that stuff. And, and I'm like... You know, and, and that's my state of mind right when this happens. About 45 minutes to an hour after that, that deer, another one comes out and I catch it out of the, I'm not even paying attention anymore. I'm like, I'm not, I'm, my head's not in the game. I might pay attention. I see, I see movement from the left where the street line is. Another one pops out. I see antlers immediately. This, because this time it's unmistakable, massive rack on this thing. I'm like, holy, you know, I, and I forgot to mention this. I kind of shed a little tear. I know that sounds, Abby likes to say that that's like a, really? a weenie move that like, she's like, you cried about a deer. And I was like, yeah, I, I was upset. Cause I missed my opportunity. You really that's the did. Moral of this whole story is missed opportunity. You, you know? shed a tear for real. And I prayed to God. I was like, don't let this year be defined by failure and missed opportunity for me. Give me another chance. And I even, you know, I'm thinking like, no, hold on, but God, who doesn't owe me anything, give me one more chance, please. You know, and, really? that, and then right before this thing comes out, luck, God thing, you, you tell me, but he comes out, I see the rack, I'm like, holy crap. Deja vu. Like, does the same thing. Because he does the same path, comes down the hill, goes to the south, sits around, comes back down the path, pine tree, I'm waiting for him on the other side. He comes out, meh turns bang this time i panic again because he does the same thing he jumps but he doesn't go to the ridge this time he turns the other way towards the south and runs into those woods and it's gone i panic and i'm trying like hell to get another. Hold on, so so like from the amount of time from the, the the second that you saw it from the second that you meh, how long was that from when he from when he entered my field of vision it was probably it felt like realistically it, it felt like an hour but in reality, it was probably like fifteen seconds. Okay. Because my cruising. second my second question was is do, if you remember this or not. Um, he was cruising faster yeah, than the other one. Cruising in broad daylight, he goes behind this big pine tree. Did you did you pull up to your shoulder before the pine tree, or did you? Yeah, wait? he had no clue I was there. The first time I waited until he's behind the pine tree to pull up. So you, as soon as you saw this, but as deer, soon as I saw him, I was pulled up. And okay. He, and he shows me his butt as he's walking to the south. So I'm not shooting. Same that thing point. with the with the four point. No, I, I waited to pull my gun up until um, he was behind the pine tree. Because he was point. more will, like likely to see you? Uh, I just was more – I was more in the game, Got if you. that makes sense. Whereas this time I was just like – everything it. was out the door. I was Got just you. like, oh, my gosh, it's here. B- more buck fever because it's a bigger deer. And all of that stuff. And I'm like, I got my second chance. And all this stuff flowing through my mind. And like I said, it takes about 10 seconds before I take the shot. Like from when he enters my field of vision to he's at the same 33-yard shot mm-hmm. by this pine tree. Matt, take the shot. Bang. I'm frantic. I see him jump just like the other one did and jump, you know, go the other direction. And I'm frantically trying to get another bullet racked in to shoot another one at it. Because I'm like, I, I cannot let this one get away was my thought. 
but it the, it didn't eject all the way. It kind of got jammed, so I couldn't wreck another one. And I didn't even watch where he went for a second because I was focused on getting the gun unjammed. And it really did jam the 870. It didn't jam, but like the the bullet ejected like halfway out, so it was stuck in the ejection. I was gonna port. say that doesn't sound like a Remington 870 to me. No, no, no. The other bullet was no problem, but I had to like I had to like flick the bullet off like the empty shell yeah. that was stuck in the ejection port, gotcha. which was probably more due to me than anything. So what happens next? Anyway, so I finally get my head back up, and I'm looking around for him, and I see him through the trees, and I pull out my binoculars this time. Like, also, I forgot to mention, I actually like. Like, I was so zoned in on this second time around because I'm like, I'm not blowing my second chance. Like, I, I was, like, focusing harder than you could possibly focus on my iron sight, looking at that little white thing between the sight, you know, just making sure it's all lined up. You know, like, this time I was, like, for sure, like, mm-hmm. if the gun is not, you know, if the gun is not tuned right and it's not shooting accurately, that's one thing. But it's not going to be because I didn't, like, shoot it, like, make sure I focused on it yeah. this time because the first time it all happened so fast and I didn't really remember focusing that much on lining up the the site and so yeah the second time, time you're like this thing's not getting away. i'm like i cannot let's get this way you know and and it gets away in my mind i'm like it gets away it jumps it runs away goes 100 yards away i think that's the whole story right there because you text again or no you didn't actually but you you truly truly thought that you had missed two deer i truly like deep in my soul i i had this dropping feeling of my stomach just dropped and i was like twice two deer second one bigger and then i'm thinking back like all this stuff's going through my head and i see it and i I lose sight of it same thing as the other one right like i see it on the top of this hill and then it takes a step forward and i never see it again and i'm like it got away and i go immediately back to you missed the first one you missed the second one you missed you hit the one and didn't kill it and bow hunting what a you know what a loser you know like you are the scum of the earth you should sell your gun like, I literally called Dad crying. This time I was like, I wasn't like full bawling, but more than just a single tear. And I called Dad immediately. And I was just like, Dad, I think I'm going to go sit in the truck. I might not hunt anymore <laughs> ever. <laughs> you know, like, are you serious? Uh, do you think you know anybody would buy my guns? Like, I was just like, that was almost more of like kind of a joke to get myself to loosen up a little bit, but it totally didn't work. Like, it just rang so hollow in my ears. I was just like, wow. And I'm just sitting there, like, shivering and, like, like just crying. Like, I can't believe it. I missed them both. And so Dad's like, calm down, you know. Dad texted you again, like, more shots, you know. Well, more That's shot. all I got was Dad said more shots, and you didn't say anything. And no. I was, I, I was on the phone with him. And he goes, stay there. I'm going to get down. I'll be over there in a little bit. So he comes over. I get out of my – I didn't get out of the stand until he gets there. And uh, he goes, take me to where you shot it. And I tell him – I'm whispering the story to him, like – you know, this is where they stood, and I ranged it 33 yards and the whole thing, and we get over there, and he's like, well, let's just look for blood, just calm down, you know, and I'm like, there's not going to be blood, I missed, you know, and... You were, like, so convinced that you missed. Just because of the way that they both so easily ran, like, there weren't, they weren't, they weren't, like, limping or anything, it was just, they ran away, they ran hundreds of yards, and I watched them the entire time they were running, like, they ran hundreds of yards. Interesting. And I'm like... That's not the way that a dead deer looks. It wouldn't be running. It would be down, you know, like yeah. in my head. And mm-hmm. so anyways, I go up there and I'm like, I'm more, I'm more like defiant. Like, you're wrong. You're just trying to make me feel better that I, that I don't suck. But I do. I do suck. And I get up there and like, holy crap, there's blood right there. Like a lot of blood. And uh, 
it had, it was like sprayed the way that the first one had gone. So, and I, we figured like the other one was more recent. So let's go to get the one that I shot first, find that, you know, track that one first. Um, dad had, dad had mentioned that in his part of the story that you, when he got up to your stand, like you didn't get down for a while. Like he came up to your stand and you were just like so upset that you just stayed up in the stand for a while. Honestly, like I didn't, he may have thought it that way. What really happened was like, I was so not head in the game. I was so in my own thoughts about like how bad I sucked and all of these bad thoughts that I didn't even hear him or see him until he was like 10 yards from me. Like, and then I saw him like, oh, he's there. And then I got down. Like, it wasn't like I saw him and just didn't get down. Hmm. I Like, I was just in my own world. So you get down, you see blood. Anyways, we get down, we see blood. Now I'm like, oh, hold on here. Don't get too excited because it's probably just a false alarm. But it's like a lot of blood, like in comparison to the blood that I found on and my you arrow. Shot, you shot them both within the same. They were standing in the identical same spot, facing the same direction. Same exact everything. Same everything. It was deja vu. Like, it was incredible. And uh, so anyways, there was blood spray the direction that the first one had run once I shot. So we see that and we're like, Oh, ooh, there's hope, you know? And we go around the pond, the same route that I had watched it go, but all the way from that first blood around the pond, not a single drop of blood, mm. which is the weirdest thing, which will explain itself in a second. When I get there to this point in the story, we go, I said, I saw him run from, you know, from the other side of the pond. I saw him run up that hill on the Ridge. And then I lost sight of him. We take another, couple of steps maybe it traveled about 10 yards and dad goes is that a deer right there pointing into the into the path where he had gone in my what i thought he had gone he didn't even make it all the way up that hill the reason why i couldn't see his tail anymore from the stand a couple hundred yards away was because he had dropped dead right there so you found him we found him i was like <gasps> and the best part of the whole and thing. dad and i are high-fiving like oh and and my spirits are starting to lift and i'm like oh my god and now i'm thinking Leave that one. We got to go get the big one. Like, no, 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 no. We got to go. Well, hold on. You're missing a part of the story, though, because you, you thought that this was a four point, and it wasn't. Oh, yeah. And I we go up to it, and I had not seen its uh, its brow tines. And so I had two, like, pretty tall. It was like a good six. It wasn't like It was like, like a, a really good six point. It wasn't like a young six. It was like like th- close was together a, and spindly. It was like big, strong, you know, thick horns with uh with big yeah. nice brow tines it was like solid six and i was like oh so not only that not only did we find it at all but it was bigger than i thought it's bigger than you thought because the last dude you'd seen was a freaking giant shooter in bow season yeah exactly which kind of spoiled me too because i'm like well that's not even that big it's probably a four point whatever you know and uh anyway so we find him and I and like I said, first thing I think is the other one was bigger. We have to go find that. Leave this one here. <laughs> we'll come back for it. <laughs> we ended up dragging it like 50 yards out into the clearing by the pond, but we didn't do anything with it. We just were like, I didn't even tag it, which I mm. probably should have. But I was just all like, let's go find the other one first. <laughs> we'll deal with this one later. Yeah. And uh, and so we go back over there to the point right by that pine tree where we had found the other blood, and there was a lot less blood going the other direction. But there was blood, and I was like, "Ooh, okay." Oh, also, the the six point was a double lung shot. It w- and that's kind of why there wasn't that much blood from the first blood around the pond, is because I think that you know all the rest of his heart and everything was working fine. Like every his body's working, except for as soon as he runs out of air, he's dead. So that's basically where he you know he traveled farther than I would have expected, even with a l- double lung shot. But he did, and then eventually you know it, his time came. And uh, 
but when we got up to it, I saw it was, a, it was a long shot, perfect shot. And I was like, I didn't miss at all. Why did I think I missed? Now I'm questioning myself. Like, why would I, why did I even think for a second that I missed? You know, because clearly hit it exactly where I was aiming. So anyways, so we get back to the other one. We're checking the, the other one. There is blood, but it's less blood. So now I'm kind of like sinking again. Like, well, I got the one, but the bigger one, like there's not as much blood. What if you got away? You know? And, uh, so the fear starts creeping back in and, and, we do this little pincher movement. I'm like, dad, you go up, up the hill and go around where I saw him go. Um, and that way, if he's still alive for some reason, cause there's not that much blood, then hopefully you can put him down if he runs your way, you know? And so he goes, okay. So he goes up and I follow the blood trail. And by the time I made it through the trail, another 50 yards, dad was already standing right next to it and it was dead. I was like, <laughs> and so the moral of the story is it is darkest before the dawn. It's a fact. And it's just one of those things that's like it, it went it, – it, it's such a roller coaster of emotion because it went from I'm going to sell all my guns and I'm never going to hunt again to I just got, number one, a massive deer, but I also got two deer. Like I would have been so pumped about just the six-point, but the eight-point dwarfed the six-point. Oh, it was like – the next thing I got, so I'm 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 hunting. Two for one day, couldn't have been any better. I hear shots fired. I missed a four point. I said keep hunting. Dad said I hear more shots, and he said in the in the group message, "Is that you shooting?" So in my mind, you'd never responded. The mm-hmm. last thing was like I Dad heard shots. It was probably the neighbors. What I'm thinking because I know exactly where the neighbor sits. So mm-hmm. I'm like it's, it's the neighbor. The neighbor shot, and then all of a sudden I get a text with a picture in it, and it's you gripping and grinning. With a hundred and thirty inch deer, and I'm just like, I, I didn't even see your face first. I just looked at the deer. I'm like, wow, that's a sweet deer. And I looked up. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, like that's Al. That's Al. <laughs> you didn't believe me. You're like, did you Photoshop that? I'm sure you were thinking it. I like, was just like, oh my gosh, what a deer. And then you call me, and then you explain that you'd gotten both of the deer that you thought. And then I sent you a picture later with them both. Like, I'm I'm holding both of them at the same time. I was, like, cheesing. <laughs> and they're not small. They are no. not small. If, you, if you're if you listening to this, go to the, the Painted Arrow um, How much pr- uh, Instagram page. Painted Arrow. It's at Painted Arrow Outdoors with underscore. So, Painted underscore Arrow underscore Outdoors. Mm-hmm. At painted arrow outdoors with an underscore between, each. and it's it's a good, good couple of deer. Absolutely. So basically, now I'm flying high. I'm almost more in uh, in shock, and I still kind of am. Like I'm like I've never been in this situation before, so I know that you should be expected to be like happy and cheerful and like jumping up and down. But I like it was like an out of body thing. I'm like I don't know how to act like right now. Like is this real? I want to I want to say two things. I think. It's super interesting to people listening and to myself, but especially people listening that you thought you missed them both at a 33-yard yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so interesting that you, all the deer that you'd shot before, were down ex- where they stood. Like as soon as you shot, they dropped. Mm-hmm. And that makes so much sense, though, now like reliving your thoughts here and hearing you that like you truly thought that once you shot a deer, like it just drops and dies. Mm-hmm. That's what I think that's what everybody would want, right? Like, that's yeah. what, everybody wants that. But every, like, literally the only things that you've seen, all deer have dropped every time you've seen a gun. And that's shot. the other thing, too, is like I, I had always aimed for the neck because um, on my very first deer ever, um, you you know Johnny, I won't really explain too much about that, but, um, you know, he was kind of like my 
first he was with me my very first time I shot a deer and he had coached me I said well what's the best shot that's like the, that number one saves the most amount of meat but also which is, is the a easiest debatable thing but he said and he said neck shot and so my first two deer I aimed for the neck and that's kind of when you started kind of thinking oh Alex is lethal because he aims for the neck and he hits the neck and they drop right there and it's like the easiest thing ever to find them yeah every time you call me and you say I shot a deer like keep shot a deer and so and then the third one you know was a headshot which wasn't my intent but I basically had missed the first you know two shots actually and got lucky and it didn't know where I was ran straight towards me and on the third shot I shot it in the head so that one dropped right where it was too, obviously. So basically three, three deer in my career up to that point all dropped right where they, when I shot them. And I just, for whatever reason, like was like, I can't believe it. I missed because they got away. They ran hundreds of yards. And, uh, yeah. So basically it's almost like, Hey, a, a lesson to me of like, Hey, the more experience you get, the more you see. And once you see it, now, you know, cause now the next time I go hunting, yeah. I'm not going to doubt for a second that I hit it in yeah. that exact situation. Why would I ever think I missed that? Yeah. I, I, I will never make that mistake again. The, the second thing that I was going to say is that there's probably people listening who are like, man, this, you know, there's this guy who went out and freaking shot a deer and he doesn't even hunt. That's probably what some people are thinking, right? Oh, puts, I'm sure. Puts in no time, goes out there, and he's lucky, and he, you know what I mean? But what I want to say about that is because I think, because I kind of had a similar reaction specifically because it was my stand. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I did apologize. I, I do. No, I, I, no, do I don't ever bad. want you to apologize. There's nothing for you to apologize about. But like, it's just so fitting that it was. It's like, I, I the reason that I had these feelings at first was like, it wasn't. It wasn't like I was unhappy for you. There was never a second I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, my brother shot my. There was never a point that that was a yeah. thing. It was, wow, like, it, it felt as if. It felt as if. You know, you you put in hundreds and yeah. hundreds of hours. Like hunting for me is not like I'll go out there and like it's very serious. Mm-hmm. And you go out there, and that's what's that's the beauty of hunting and the outdoors and the rut and anything is that right place, right time, right place, right time. There's so much beauty in that. The, mm-hmm. the fact that it's it's just being at the right place and the right time and experiencing nature the way that it just unfolds in front of you there's so much beauty in that and i mm-hmm. i think that if you're sitting there and you're listening and you're like this guy is just lucky uh that's that's a lot of hunting folks is just being at the right place at the right time you know what i mean and is it is it a very fortunate thing that it happened on not actual opening day but our opening day yeah absolutely but the other thing is who knows like who who knows how many days i would have hunted otherwise like i didn't think i'd be tagged out in one day not in a long shot Dude, it was the most unreal and like experience I said, I've ever. Yeah. I was dedicated this year. Heard. I was I was planning to put in the time this year. Like I, I, oh, you I did. De- I definitely had an archery season. I'd already gone out like a ton for archery, and I was like, "This is day one." I have high hopes, obviously, but like I'd never in a million years thought I'd get tagged out in one day like that. And I was like, "That's how it works, man." I was bought in. I love it. So, anyways, um. And that's also the other reason I wanted to recap back to the very, the very beginning. Like my luck at the very beginning of my hunting career was nothing. Like I, I, I had awful. You ex- were in the zone. You had a hot doe come through, and you had two bucks within forty five minutes of each other, follow on a string, like on a dime. Oh yeah, and that just, just shows the power of just having a hot doe come through your property 
it, that can change everything. Absolutely. And and these are all like first experiences for me, like seeing all this, you know. The key thing too is that none neither of those deer were deer that I had pictures of. I don't think so, no. Neither one. We we were trying to match up antlers to your trail cams and we're like, dude, there's more out there. Yeah. They're just cruising, man. They're just cruising, and they caught a whiff, and they were mm-hmm. just nose to the ground. But I want to I want to finish what I was saying, though, which is at the very beginning of my hunting career, it was not good experience. It was not good luck, and it was a story of missed opportunity. And the beginning of my hunting season this year was a story of missed opportunity. And it's one of those things, like just like you had texted, it's about just keep hunting. That's what the that's what the moral of the story is about. Um. Because who knows when your luck's going to change? If you if you just decide to not keep hunting, then these things never happen. Plus, I was also having the thought: if I was a more experienced hunter, I probably wouldn't have waited an hour to get down to go track that deer that I had shot, and I would have had my one buck for the day, and I would have been tickled pink, and I, that would have been a great day. But I never would have had the opportunity to see the second one. Mm. So it was almost better in a way, in a sense, that I had no clue what I was doing. I had never experienced and and seen a deer react to a, a lung shot. In the end, that was almost a good thing. So it's just crazy. Oh, yeah, you would have never had a chance. You probably would have got down. So basically, the moral of the story is, number one, keep hunting. Keep hunting. Number two, keep hunting. Good things will happen. I love it. Eventually. It took me... How many years to get a deer? Like it probably is. I, I I was legal to go hunt of legal age to go hunt for about ten years before I even got my first deer at all. Yeah. And then it took another three years to get my first buck. So just keep hunting. I think I think that's your is that your concluding thought? Yeah. It's your theme. And I have a, go for it. I've uh, my concluding thought is is that I I honestly truly have never been as it's, it's going to sound sappy, but I've never been, maybe not never, but I was extremely proud to be your brother for some reason. Like, I just had this, like, my brother's a killer feeling. Like, he's <laughs> an absolute stud. Look at those. You know what I mean? Because you're coming into, like, my, like, a serious passion of mine. Not saying it's not a passion of yours. It obviously yeah. is. But, like, well, and I'd like I was to, so but... happy and proud that you just came in and just put it on the table, man. I appreciate it, brother. It was awesome. And I'd like to just quickly say, you know, you've done a lot of really awesome things that I aspire to do in, in, as far as hunting goes and in other things too, but we're talking about hunting right now. Um, you know, and this year you've got a bear and you've got an elk, both first for you and first for our family. It was and a that's crazy like, year. And that's amazing. So in some small way, I feel like this is uh, this is coming back to Escanab in the Moonlight and the and the family aspect, like, I just feel like this is what our family does, and this is, you know, it's a part of our family, and, uh, you know, and in a way, I'm proud of you, and I'm glad that you pushed me to do things I maybe wouldn't want to do or wouldn't push as hard to do on my own, and that's kind of my concluding thought. Love it. If you're you just if you're listening, just get out in the woods, and it's just so magical when things like this happen. If you put in time, and you show interest, and you go out there and you swing the bats, it's gonna catch up to you. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's gonna catch up to you. You're gonna get opportunities, and Al's living proof. So, 
I think that's a, a good theme. Theme. Maybe we'll even title this thing, Just Keep Hunting. Yeah. A bucktail. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening. Really good. appreciate you. Good job tagging out, Al. Thanks, buddy. Get out in the woods, folks. See you later. Thank you.